Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 208 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom, here with Trevor and Damon, and special guest... <laughs> should we get right into introducing our special guest? A yeah. lot of people are excited I mean, for this. Should we take the same amount of time it took him to actually get his computer working? Like, should we have like a 13-minute oh. break right here and then get him on? Or? Wow. <laughs> Give him a hard time about it up front. <laughs> the same people that did my computer are the same people that sent you the hats, David. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess at this point. That's amazing. So, so we're really we're very excited and pleased to have Derek from uh, DVC resale market joining us um derek has been joining us for a long time now a really long time and we love having derek on it's it's a little weird derek because i we usually have you with marissa so marissa decided to uh, bail on us today it's just you you know (laughs) yeah which is fine i'm just saying marissa's always your partner in crime on these things so normally it's a uh two for one deal but uh unfortunately you guys are just stuck with me so maybe she's got big Super Bowl plans today or whatnot, or <laughs> with her new fancy title of like marketing director of the entire DBC universe. So, so what, she just got too big for us? Is that, is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, okay. So before Damon gives you a hard time about hats, um, if you want to, I, we probably have some new listeners that are not familiar with you, Derek. So if you could give us just like a quick, like minute elevator speech of who you are and your background and all that stuff. Now, of course. So, yeah, thank you again for for having me on. I think this is uh, the show that I've done more than any other show. So I absolutely love it. You guys have the best audience in the whole entire world. So thank you for having me on. Uh, My name is Derek. I'm six foot four. I'm a Scorpio. Uh, I enjoy long walks in the rain. Uh, No, I've uh, been a Are you really six foot four? Like, are you just like a huge guy? That, that's, that's I am huge, Damon. Exactly. I had no idea you were six four. Now, because we haven't really got right? to meet in person, right? So, yeah. That's Wait, has nobody met Derek in person? No, we've uh, met Trevor came between me and him last time yeah. I tried. Yeah, Trevor <laughs> and I were last supposed time? to meet up, but something happened. Uh, I think like just life got in the way. The last time that Trevor was here, we really no, it was a hurricane. It was it was it was, it was Mother Nature getting in the way, Derek. <laughs> Wait, so, <laughs> so 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 Derek, I'm going to be down there in June and not going to the parks. So I want to come to the offices. Oh, really? Yeah. Of course, you're more than welcome to. I want to come. I want to come see where the magic happens. He wants to see what other <laughs> swag he can get off of you. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be bringing our swag at that point. It will be a reverse swag trip. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> exactly. No, I will be more than happy to have you in the offices. I'll be more than happy to meet you uh, wherever you're going to be staying. Where are you staying? Staying at the tree houses. But I, like I said, I don't think we're going to the park. To be honest with you, so we're going to have a lot Perfect. of free time. We're, we're playing another family in foot golf. So there is a foot golf like thing going on. But outside of, of that, I don't think anything. Of course. Yeah. Non park trips are the best trips that you can possibly make, in my opinion. Which well, we want to play. We want to play mini golf. We want to go to Gatorland. Like we want to do all the stuff that like we don't do. You got to try the we did for the first time ever. We did uh, the universal mini golf. It yeah. Was... Yeah. Yeah. So we had talked about that on the board. Oh. I think we're going to try that. Oh, my God. It was flipping awesome. We loved it like loved it it was mm. fantastic it was way better than like you know the the blizzard beach mini golf or all that yeah it was, it was awesome it was great so all right 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, I was a Disney cast member for you know over twenty years and worked at Disney Vacation Club for a super super long time and been a member for like twenty years uh, and been blessed enough to be able to do this show with you guys for many 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 years as well. So, uh, yeah, we just love to be able to talk to folks about the magic of Disney Vacation Club and answer their questions that they have about Disney Vacation Club and see what works best for them. Because again, research is absolutely key and why thousands and thousands of people buy with us each and every year is because they just take the time to do research and it works out and goes, hey, you know what? I can buy this same amazing product known as Disney Vacation Club, but I can save 20 to 50%. So I might as well do it and uh, buy with the DVC resale market. I think last year we sold almost $100 million of folks that were doing their DVC research. So you guys have been partners with us for like the very beginning. And like I said, I absolutely love your audience. We love when folks reach out to us. We love your uh, engagement on social media. So yeah, thank you for, thank you for having me on. That So that hundred million was just from our listeners, right? That was... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, so so Derek, uh, we have uh, we we do have some questions. Well, first of all, wait, I don't know if if Damon wants to give you a hard time about hats. I, I don't because I have my hats now. I just again, now that they're here, the, the journey really doesn't matter, right? It's the destination, I guess. But, but they are really nice. Again, as I said on the on the board, not that I was doubting them, but the quality of the the hats is superior to what I expected, which is not a knock. It's just you know a general expectation of custom hats they're they're really nice well <clears throat> and again damon thank you for for your patience uh and I, I know we promised you a hat i think it was back in 1993 seems uh, about and, right i was graduating high school so you're finally able to get it so i want to at least give you kind of a breakdown of exactly what happened we send out our hats and our backpack. So for folks that purchase with us, uh, get their little goodie swag. Uh, and it's done kind of on a bi-monthly basis. So every time that we would send stuff out, we would say, all right, send Damon a hat. Include Damon. Here's his address. Include the hat. This is what he's been waiting for it forever. And for some reason, it was absolutely maddening. Everyone else got every single item for the last few months except you. So I finally said... I am just going to, Tom, is it okay if I just send it to you? Because for some reason, it's not accepting <laughs> if we send it. And I think we tried three or four times. But but and see, but Derek is making it out that I did not tell him that this was what was going to happen. I told him from day one, if you don't send it via UPS or FedEx, it is never <laughs> making it to my house. But they just, they, they couldn't, they couldn't get that through their mailing system, I feel like. No. UPS is like a total crapshoot. I've missed out on, you know, mortgage stuff on my life. So I, my license didn't come. How's that one for you? Oh I just didn't get a license. Like, okay, so what do I do now? Like the license didn't show up. I had to go and request a secondary license. So my first license in this state is a duplicate because I couldn't get my first one. So it's just a little bit of a mess here in terms of uh, postal service. But UPS yeah. is pretty good and FedEx is fine. Yeah, and and if anything, it really resulted in probably some of the best memes of all time. So that's I true. Do that's true. Appreciate some of those memes every single time. And I was like, oh my god! When I heard that you actually finally got your hat, I was like, oh crap! Now all the memes are going to stop. Like, what's yeah. Jeremy and Francisco going to do? And Becky? Like, they'll what? find other <laughs> things to make funny. Now that you have that, but just so you <laughs> know, you have officially been added 
uh, to the list. So for every two months, you're probably going to be, be uh, receiving a hat. So, uh, that would so be you know. absolutely wonderful if they happen to show up. <laughs> for that the would rest be great. Of your life. <laughs> and don't worry, Derek, we're giving the Facebook group ammo right now. So <laughs> they, they, they always find things to, to give us a hard time about. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm sending you guys hats too. So, Tom and Trevor, you guys right. are getting hats as great. well. So, I promise, I feel like, I feel like Oprah. Right now, <laughs> you get a hat. You get a hat. Not for everybody. Everybody's getting hats. <laughs> well, it's funny though because you sending these hats out got us just talking before the show about how we need to do another hat run and and maybe even use our new logo here too. So, um, you know, <laughs> they actually are really really good hats. I mean, they're like good quality hats. Especially the bucket hat is like super cool. I'm normally not a big bucket hat guy, but that hat's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. Damon, does the bucket hat actually fit your head? Because you were, you know, you've been it, talking. It about does. It. Oh wow! It does. Okay. I, I think it's the the Epcot one just happens to be smaller. But now that I have a hat stretcher, like I feel like I'm pretty safe. But no, they fit fine. I think I think those also though came in sizes. When it's a one size fit all, it becomes a little bit harder, right? Because if yeah. you at least need to have two bucket hat sizes, and I believe this had a size on it, so it was fine. Okay. Okay. Well, that's helpful. All right. Well, should we do some uh, DVC questions, and then we'll we'll go on to some other things here. Does that sound of course. good? All right. Fire away. All right. So uh, Chris wants to know, uh, does Derek think, wait, does does Derek think what DVC decides to do association-wise with the Poly Tower will have an effect on resale prices for the resort? If it is different, will prices see a hit be- because it suddenly becomes somewhat less desirable or vice versa if in the same association? So I'm guessing if Chris is trying to say, like, are they going to do what they did with Grand Flow or are they going to do you know, something different. Yeah. I mean, I'm asked that question a lot. All the time. (laughs) So (laughs) a lot of people love it. And I wish I knew the official answer when folks tell me, and of course, you know, I'm more than happy to give my own opinion, my personal opinion. And again, don't go back and say, Derek said, uh, but my personal opinion, just after, you know, being a member for so long and working with Disney for, for so long is that it's going to be a different, association. And I say that just because Disney's going to have more live product to sell coming up than I think they ever have in the history of the company. Okay. So between Alani, which they're, you know, we'll never going to be selling that till the year, like, you know, <laughs> 3000, they're going to have Alani. They're going to have still the Grand Floridian. They're still going to have Riviera. You're going to have the Disneyland tower, and then you're going to throw in the Polynesian that I just think that they're going to look at this and say, you know what, we 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 have to make it special. You know, we have to have a reason or else people will literally look. Because again, there's people that are literally waiting until Disney makes their mind up to say, we're ready to buy, you know, 100, 200, 300 points at the poly, but we just want to know what association fee it's going to be in. You know, can I use my points at the new tower or is it only going to be the old tower? So I just think that Disney's going to need as much ammo as they possibly can, you know, in terms of selling live. Because when I was a direct vacation club guide, the the worst thing that you could give people were too many choices. You know, like you didn't want to have people say, wow, this product's amazing. But you know what? We're going to go home because we need to think about which resort is going to be best for us. Uh, so I think for them, they need to have it under the same... Uh, you know, uh, under a different association, meaning if people ask and say, so can I buy the Polynesian on the resale market and use my points to stay at that, 
you know, pretty new tower. And for them to say, absolutely not. You cannot use your resale points to stay there. So that's just me. That's just my gut. Obviously, I would love for people to be able to be able to use their resale points to stay there. Uh, but that's just my gut. So again, don't hold me to it. But it's just my personal opinion. No, Derek, this is reckless, reckless speculation. So nobody takes our opinion seriously on the show. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. good. You're You're covered. Go ahead, Trevor. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was I was just going to um, reinforce what Derek was saying about too many choices. That That is a real psychological thing that if you oh, yeah. give people too many choices, they default to not making a choice. So yeah. that totally makes sense that they would not give you all the options in the world. <laughs> well, and that's just it. It's like, you know, for us on the resale side, which again, is just, you know, what we love to be able to do is because we get to A, you know, not a commercial, but we get to save people a ton of money. But you also get to pick the resort that you need, like that you need. So it's, you know, when you're meeting with someone direct, they're going to sit and tell you and say, of course, you can use your points to go to the food and wine festival and stay at the beach club or stay at the boardwalk if you buy the Riviera, blah, blah, blah. That's what they're going to tell you. But the point is, you want to buy what you need. And if that's, you know, if certain resorts are what you need to buy, then you have to buy those specific resorts. And I think so, you know, for folks that look and, you know, they meet when they're on vacation, and that's what people do. And that's, uh, again, that's how I bought, you know, over, over 20 years ago was meeting with someone and sitting down. And but at that time, it was like, okay, if you want to join, you could buy the boardwalk. And that's it. Like that was the only choice. So it was like, perfect. We're going to buy the boardwalk for, you know, $70 a point in 1998 or 1999, whatever it was. But now you don't want a family sitting in front of you and saying, okay, let me take five different finance sheets home and let me figure out which one, just like you said, Trevor, is like, it's just too much for people. And then what they're going to do is when they go home, they just look and they do their research and go, Okay, what's the, you know, what's the resale market? You know what I mean? You want people to buy when they're in that ether and soaked in pixie dust and say, <laughs> this is what I want. I can't imagine buying anything else. But with so many live products coming on the horizon, I just, it's just, it's crazy. I just cannot imagine that they would put it under the same condo association. But stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I it, it's it's interesting because I I was just uh, I was actually just thinking about you uh, you know because we were doing this uh, Derek and I I realized I was looking at my points and I realized I just had ten points that were like about to expire and I don't know how it happened and I realized it's because I have just this problem with I have two different use years so I and it's I fi- I just find it annoying to manage so I think I'm gonna sell my one contract and get get everything in the same use year so I'm not having this problem anymore because I'm so tired it's of so. It's so funny you say that, Tom, because I literally have that conversation with people every single day where members will call and be like, so is it that much of a difference if I have a different use year? And I'm always, you know, laying it out. But like, listen, here's the deal. You can do it. It's just more work, but nobody loves it. Like nobody shouts from the rooftops and say, I'm so happy I have two different use years and I two different logins. All that stuff. It's just, yeah, no one, no one loves to do it to have the two separate use here. So people make it work. But if you could go back in time to do it, yeah, everyone wants to keep it all under the same use here. Oh, hundred percent. But to your point, by the way, just going back, like so, you know, I, I, I'm, I would doubt that I, you know, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, 
I'm assuming that they're not, once the Disneyland Tower's on sale, like, are they going to be pushing that in Florida? Like, I feel like they would probably push people more towards Riviera or Grand Floridian, right? Like, and maybe save yeah, Disneyland for the Yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I, I remember <laughs> being a vacation club guide when the Grand Californian went on sale. And <laughs> I tell this story, and I've told people this, nobody wanted to buy the Grand Cal. Like, they would pay us, vacation club guides, extra if we sold a family the Grand Californian versus if we sold them something in Florida, meaning it kind of goes back to, you know, we want you to buy what your family needs. But in terms of at that time, nobody wanted the Grand Californian. Like nobody did. I mean, the discounts on that was like people were buying that stuff with discounts for like $80, $85 a point or something like that, just because, you know, they'd never had a product there. Now, of course, you look at the Grand Cal and people go, oh my God, I would have bought like 500 points at the Grand Californian if I would have known that. So uh, I think the Grand Cal, just even the wait list, which is what they do for folks. So, you know, when before a live product goes on sale, you can always ask your, you know, direct guide and say, you know, let me know as soon as it goes on sale. I would imagine that I know because I have friends still there. Obviously, even my original vacation club guide, Gib, Gib McCain, uh, He's already got a pages and pages of people that are just dying to buy the uh, Disneyland Tower. So it's it's yeah. going to be amazingly popular. So I think once folks realize, because again, you have people that look and go, okay, so uh, I have, you know, what, 10, 11 resorts in Florida to be able to use my DVC points for. But if I want to go out to Disneyland, I mean, you got one, you know, yeah. you got the Grand Californian, which is amazing. And it's also happens to be the smallest of all the DVC resorts. So I think this Disneyland Tower is going to be be huge. And I think it's going to be amazingly popular. So yeah, I don't think they'll have that same problem that they had when when the Grand Cal first went on sale. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, we also have a question, uh, Derek, from Jill saying uh, might be nice for him to speculate a bit on why the uh, Rofer Monster hasn't been very hungry lately, which is a funny, fun way to put that. But <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. And it's one of those things where we tell people, you know, of course, people will like laugh and be like, well, you guys are salespeople. So, you know, now is always a great time to buy. Literally, now is a really great time to buy. I mean, we did almost $3 million in the last seven days. And I think a huge part of that is a lot of folks realize that Disney right now is not buying contracts back. So I think we publish a report each month. And I think the last two months of the report, they bought back, I think, don't quote me on this, like a total of like eight or nine contracts. And all of those were at Copper Creek. So that means that, you know, everybody that's buying Saratoga, everybody that's buying Old Key West, everybody that's buying, you know, Animal Kingdom are able to get some amazing deals are able to get done, which is crazy because Normally, this time of year, it's usually a little bit slow because Disney, you know, has their, uh, you know, budget for the year. Uh, right now, we just have so many listings that it's just this perfect storm of like, God, you know what? If I'm going to try to get a uh, Saratoga for, you know, under a hundred bucks a point to be able to go through Rover, because in a few months, if it goes back to what it was last year, you know, they're buying stuff back at, you know, 120, 130. Uh, so it's just a great time to just be able to try. Just roll the dice. Not that anything's a sure thing because that monster will definitely come back again. <laughs> but now is an amazing time to try to get 
stuff through Rofer because no doubt they're definitely going to be uh, uh, eating stuff up again soon. So hopefully it's going to be a few months or so. So now's a great, great time to try. Yeah, I, I was going to say it kind, of, it kind of feels a little bit like the calm before the storm right now. Yeah. Doesn't it? Right. Right. I I feel like that. Like we, when we compile the report each month, it's always like, and we always know, like I always tell people when they purchase, you know, the best part is, you know, we'll let you know uh, when your contract goes to Rofer. We'll let you know when your contract comes out. Uh, I'm always the one that I have to tell people to say, once it goes into Rofer, our contract team will say, okay, your contract's gone in and hey, congrats, you know, 20, 30 days later, congrats, your contract is out. You you made it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you don't want to hear from me. Because if you hear from me at that 20 to 30 day <laughs> mark, if I send you an email to say, hey, I just want to talk to you about your contract. I, I unfortunately have the job of being like the the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper. I'm always Roper. the one to say. Oh, <laughs> the Rofer Reaper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's the meme, Derek. There's the meme. We found the meme. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's already being made. We found Derek it. with a big <laughs> giant hook. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, but yeah, it's I'm always the one to have to say, listen, you know, they bought the contract back. Uh, you know, but hey, you can try again. People ask, just a FYI, God, do I lose my money? No, of course not. Just move it over to a different listing and try again. Some people have tried twice, three, four, five times. But I'm I'm the one that has to tell people that it doesn't go through. And it's been joyous because for the last few months, I haven't had <laughs> to tell anyone that their contract has not gone through. And I've had so many amazing families and so many amazing families from you know your group. Uh, that have said, oh my God, we got our contract through. We're so excited. We never thought it would actually pass for this. So yeah, it's been great. So I hopefully will not uh, wear that Grim Reaper costume anytime soon. But like you said, Trevor, it's definitely in the closet. So hopefully I don't have to break it out. <laughs> oh boy. That's funny. I like it. All right. So uh, the, the most important question of the episode comes from Dan, one of the prominent Dans in the group. Um, <laughs> uh what can Derek do to make Damon feel that a resale contract is a real contract? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's that possible. <laughs> Damon, <laughs> yeah, first, first yeah. tell me why you don't feel like it's a real contract. Can you do everything that another contract that's bought from Disney can do? Yeah. So you everything, can use your every single thing. Oh, okay. So every single thing, but I mean, so then it's irrelevant your- for me. You can't use your points at the Riviera okay, or, or anything that's not built yet. So you can yep. use your resale points for the 14 original DVC resorts. You could yeah. use your points so in Interval International. So the hundreds and hundreds of resorts all around the world. I, mean, uh, I can't, other I can't than that, be missing out on anything. Not one single iota. Right. So what are you missing out on? You already have direct points. Yeah, so you already have a card. So you can get your little yeah. 10% off. Oh, card. you're saying now? Yeah, now. Well, you know, don't you have direct points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, you're like, card. so what are you missing right? out on? Yeah. What am I missing out on now? Because right. I already have direct points. You, I don't know. I don't like. Are, I don't like. I don't like the way your financing works. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, listen, I'm, listen. The one thing that people are always going to say is that I, I, I speak it how I feel it. That's true. right. That's true. Um, and, and I just don't love that option. Right. Like we talked about this before. It, when I can walk in and get a contract from you guys with no money down, I'm in. Then I'd give it to you. 
So if you bought, can do that at Disney, Disney direct, yep. and those points don't have any strings attached, can you go in there and say, I want to buy a contract with no money down? Yes. We can't. I, well, I did last time. <laughs> I mean, you can pay cash for it, but you have to put money down if you're going to finance. I, I think I think what I put down was $250 on a Riviera contract, 100 points. <laughs> what? I think that was it. <laughs> that is, that I don't think that more than that. That's crazy. working there anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I didn't put down more than that. That's the whole thing, right? Like, I don't have to do anything special. I can just walk in any day I want and just be like, yeah, here's a couple hundred bucks. Get me a contract and we're good. Yeah. That, that, that definitely there's, there, there's definitely an ease of, of purchase. That's just a little bit different. And listen, I, I'm in a blessed place where I don't really care about that difference, right? So I'm I'm good. I want easy. So that that's it. And again, like all the joking aside, I mean, really, that's what it comes down for me is really just ease. And and I feel like I want my points from Disney. That just feels better. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I I get it. It's like a it's like a mental thing. So yeah. Absolutely. I mean, for for some. When they do their research, you know, they look because again, how you're able to buy a contract with like $200 down is like I joked about that, that we could never, ever, ever do that. It's always a 10% down. Uh, but uh, if you look at it, people will look to say, hey, so what's the difference? You know, obviously, if I buy with you guys or if I buy direct from Disney, and a big thing is sure, I mean, you buy direct from Disney. You can pay, you know, 30 to, you know, 50% more and you'll have your points within, you know, a few days. Mm -hmm. Great. Other people will look to say, okay, you know what? I'm willing to save five, 10, 15 grand and have the process take, you know, uh, 60 days or so because I would rather save that money and I'm still going to use the same member website that Johnny Smith did. I'm still going to use the same member phone number that Johnny Smith did. It's just Johnny Smith paid 200 bucks a point and I paid a hundred bucks a point. So he might've had his points within two days, but great. I saved 20 to 30 grand. So it's all about whatever you're comfortable with. And uh, again, that's, what's great about what we do. If we talk to people and they literally say, Hey, you know what? If it looks like it's better for you to buy direct, great. I've got a ton of friends, even my original vacation guide. I'm happy to give you their name because then when you want to add more, you can add points with us. That's, that's kind of the difference is, you know, we want you to be a member of the club. So like you said, Damon, I mean, if some people need those points instantaneous, if they're afraid of the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out because they don't have direct points, that's totally fine. Totally fine. We'll steer you in whatever direction is going to work for you. It's just, we just hear every single day. And I've heard it, I think seven times, no joke since 9am this morning of people that have called in to say, Oh my God, I wish I would have found you guys sooner because they looked and they looked into the club and they looked and Disney is like, Hey, here's the resort you got to buy for, you know, 200 bucks a point. And then they did research, which is what, you know, nobody at Disney wants to hear is, you know, let me go home and think about it because when they go home to think about it, they do research and they realize that it makes more sense to, to buy with us, but for us, and that's what I always want to stress, especially if there's new listeners there that, you know, we want you to do whatever's going to be best. We're not going to, you know, pressure you to buy with the DVC resale market. If you're doing research, we'll answer your questions about how the club works. That's what we do first and foremost. And if it turns out like, Hey, I need to buy this because I want to use it for a trip on spring break. You know what? Don't buy with us. 
<laughs> because it's not going to happen. Too long. Because yeah. it takes a while to close. So we're more than happy to say, listen, that's a perfect time for you to go ahead and buy direct with Disney because you're going to get your points right away. So we really want to figure out, you know, what's going to be best. Best and I, for I you, think I would say that, I mean, I'm definitely in the minority and I, and, and I get that and I understand yeah. that. So yeah, for a lot of people, it definitely works. I think the other thing that maybe I don't necessarily, I always want the longest amount of time for my contract. And it is a little harder if you're worried about a few years here and there to find a resale contract for a brand new resort, right? And that's just me personally. That's just, uh, again, a FOMO thing, I think, more than anything. So those are probably my my issues with it. But I understand that I'm truly in the mini- minority with that, and that's okay. It is a very easy – I will say it is a very easy process to buy. It's a little scary easy, actually, to buy a contract. But the the financing piece is different. I haven't had to finance. I've, I've In the past, I've just paid cash. So I, it's, I, I haven't had to do the financing piece. But I will mm. say through DVC Resale Market, it is very, very simple to buy. I would be too stressed over that waiting, too. That just would – not even stress. I think annoying. I think I'd be annoyed. <laughs> like I, I woke up and I was like – all right, I'm buying Riviera points, right? And that was it. And by the end of the day, like I right. bought Riviera points and it was done with and it was over. It was off my plate and I moved on. Like, I think that's the the thing for me. But again, I'm okay being in the minority um, and working with you guys, you know, renting points was so extremely easy, right? Yeah. So th- there is that as well. So I, I listen, I rock with half of the company. Like I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on side rental. Like I'm okay. <laughs> it's all right. And then when you have to go sell those Riviera points, we'll be able to uh, help you do that. <laughs> oh man! So I would literally uh, eat dog food for months before I sold my points. Like I knew I'd never sell my points. Yeah, yeah. Like that would just not happen. So how many points do you have now total? Well, so I have this weird situation where like my parents bought points as well and I'm on their contract. So I consider those my points at this point, right? So if we add them in, I don't know, 500? Oh my god. A little a little under 500. It's like 475 maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah something like that. He Which just bought more like Jared because he, he needed that more than I did. That's what I did. I absolutely <laughs> do. So if Tom buys more, that's what I'm buying again. <laughs> What if I buy more though, just to get my use years in, in order? I mean, I'm gonna buy. Well, buy I'm probably gonna buy and then sell. Like so. Yeah. Gonna, what, we're gonna, just, you that. tell me what your number is, and if it's over <laughs> my number, I'm gonna buy more points. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna sell Tom's contract, but I'm gonna put like a special tag on it. Like this is Tom's contract. It's gonna have like a banner on it. And everyone's gonna be like, I want to buy this. Oh, I'll pay ten dollars more a point. It's Tom's contract. Well, I also have a place to advertise it too. I'll just advertise it on the on the Facebook group on 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 the show here. You know, I'll get I'll get it I'll get it sold fast. <laughs> right. That might be against our Facebook rules. You better watch yourself. I was selling a contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it> might be. <laughs> uh, so, Derek, the only other one. So, somebody had asked what your prediction was for the the opening prices for the Disneyland Tower and Poly Tower. We I, we asked you Disneyland before what you thought the Disneyland tower was going to be at. I think last time you were here, but I don't know if we asked you about what do you think the poly tower is going to be at? Yeah. So I, I, they're going to keep it all the same. And I'm looking at what the prices are, you know, right now. So what are they selling? So Riviera right now is uh, God, like 217. So most of the stuff is in that 217. 
Grand Floridian is 217. So they're going to keep it the same price. So whatever the well, price that's what Riviera is, is now, 217. That's what it is, 217. Yeah. Wow, I got I feel like I got a deal then. 217. Well, yeah, except when you go to sell your Riviera contract because I told Disney you, I'm never selling it, so I'm good. That's where you're going to get right out of his cold, dead hands. Exactly. (laughs) I'm never selling, says the, you know, 6,000 people that sold with us last year. Uh, (laughs) So I I, see, but I think, I think Damon's going to stick to it, Derek. I don't, I don't, I think Damon's not going to, it would never, it would never sell. No matter what, he could be destitute and he wouldn't sell. I'd be in a box. I'd be in a cardboard box. I was just going to say, I still have, I still have my DVC contracts. You can live for six more months if you just sell your Riviera contract. You'd be like, never. (laughs) Uh, I would think that by the time this goes on sale, I think we're going to, this is just my prediction, that I think we're going to be looking at that 230, 240 range for that, um, for the Poly and the Disneyland Tower. Uh, So I would think, you know, 240, 250 perhaps. And like anything, when it goes on sale, it'll go on sale to members first. And then it'll have a huge discount for members to add points uh, always. So you're always going to have that, you know, twenty, you know, ten to twenty dollars a point discount for members, especially if you're like the first ones to be able to do it, which they'll they'll be a ton. But they always keep all the prices around that exact same price. So that's why you know people were like, I can't believe that you know Disney selling the Grand Floridian was like you know one hundred and eighty dollars a point back when they you know resold it. You know, again, now it's up to 217. So Riviera's 217, the Grand Flow is 217. Uh, all the other properties, I mean, the sold out ones, some of them are ridiculous. Alani is 217, which is crazy. So, you know, we sell Alani for like what's $100 a point. So what's what's just, fancier, the Grand Floridian or Riviera? Which is fancier? Mm-hmm. Which you feel fancier in? Because because Trevor and I took a little walk over to the Riviera and I, I kind of felt like Riviera. I felt a little. I felt like it was almost a little fancier than the Grand Floridian, and it, it just oh, in the style of it. Uh, no, no way, no That's way. That's how the, I felt. I felt like it was very, very upset. No way, no way. The Grand will always be the Mac Daddy of all the DVC resorts in terms of one of those places where it's like, oh my god! I mean, that's how they sold the Riviera. Is they literally said, well, it's like the Grand Floridian of Epcot. That's what the vacation guides would tell yeah. people. It's yeah. like the Grand Floridian of Epcot. But if it's the it's same not, but newer, is it better? No, it's not better. No. <laughs> you don't walk into the Riviera lobby and go, oh, my God, it's so amazing. It looks well, like you're in the lobby of like a Weston or a Hilton. <laughs> or a the lobby is one it's, thing. Yeah. The, I, the, I felt right. the ground. It doesn't matter. I'm, the, okay. the so I can look out and go see uh, the Caribbean Beach Resort. And I could look to see the, you know, the, the Skyliner and all that versus... The Grand Floridian, when you're there, you look and see, okay, there's Cinderella Castle, there's the Contemporary, or there's the Polynesian. There's three resorts. What's the nicest hotel you've stayed at ever? Ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Probably the Four Seasons in... Where? Maui. Maui. Nice. And how does that compare to the Grand Floridian? Oh, not even close. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close. The Grand is amazing by Disney standards. But even if you go to, and my dear friend Marissa loves the Four Seasons that's here in Florida. It's, it's on night Disney and property, day. right? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to stay there. That was on my list. We, we almost stayed there last time. It's incredible. It is incredible. I just, and, 
I can't get past the Tennessean. So I stayed at the Tennessean and I just loved it so much. But we had our own butler and everything. So it was like a whole and driver. It was kind of crazy. So I don't know. I, I want to stay at the Four Seasons in Florida and see. But the Tennessean is, is on my list. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's it's incredible. And it's one of those where like you think that Disney's – and that's what always made me nuts was like people would look at the Grand and say like, oh, it's so polarizing. It has always been from the beginning, even before DVC came on, it was always so polarizing because people would be like, oh, you know what? We're not Grand Floridian people. Like, we're not Grand Floridian people. Like, what do you think Grand Floridian people are? I mean, it's still a Disney resort. It's still a DVC resort. Like, it's not anything insanely fancy. Like, everybody is happily welcome at the Grand Floridian. It's just, you know, I mean, if if you don't like the the atmosphere is one thing, but it's not like, you know, the cast members are snootier or anything else. It's just... I. I love the Grand. I, I wish that was the experience. I wish it was like this whole sort of like snooty experience, but like on purpose, like kind of like Rise of the Resistance, but like snooty. Snooty. <laughs> At the Grand the character snootiness. No, I'm saying that's I wish it was. That would be awesome. Like if everyone just like acted it out like it was the best place in the world and like super, you know, snooty and stuff like that. <laughs> it's it's still a Disney resort. That's what I love to tell people. Like, again, you can go stay at, you know, the Grand. You could stay at the Poly, which is always my favorite is the Poly. But, like, you know, it, it's still the Grand. What if there was a resort that you couldn't stay at unless you bought into it? Wait, what? I said, what if that existed? That you couldn't stay there at all unless you bought into it? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the the, the reverse. Uh, just, hey, that's the, like, kind of like a. Kind of like a resale Riviera contract, but I was just not in that, that Riviera. But yeah, isn't right? that basically Beach Club at this point? I, yeah, I kind of feel like that. My yeah. parents wanted to go to Beach Club, and I kept telling them why. Like, what do you think you're going to do there? Like, it's yeah, yeah no. It, I mean, once you go to the Beach Club, you realize like the rooms are really nothing. Like, I don't think the resort itself is that great. I mean, again, it was an afterthought. It was you know it was built on to the existing Beach Club hotel but it's the it's the pool i mean the pool yeah and that's what i told them i said are you you guys using the pool no then why would you want to stay there oh then pool and location right pool and location i mean you can walk to epcot in like six seconds which is pretty awesome but yeah if you're not gonna take the skyliner instead and that's what people will tell me all the time like looking because probably the number one question we get is people that are learning about the club for the first time is uh, hey so i see i could buy vero beach contracts for like you know 50 bucks a point why would i buy the beach club for like you know 130 like because you're probably not going to get in to the beach club you know if you buy like a vero beach or if you buy some something else if you're fine not getting in to those resorts then of course then honestly buy like a saratoga springs you know it's probably your best bang for the buck is, you know, Saratoga. But if you have a favorite and some people love the beach club or the boardwalk, you've got to buy those resorts because life's too short to just be disappointed for, you know, 20 years at seven months out. If you can't get it to those resorts and those are probably the two hardest resorts to get in at seven months out. All right. Well, that's, that's uh Derek. I think there was something too, before we, uh, before we just go on to regular questions, there was I think there was something we were talking about before the show about some sort of hot deals thing or something you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So in 
in February, we started on Feb- February 1st, if anybody's seen or exists on social media, which I know a lot of your people obviously do. Uh, we have some deals, which are called our red hot deals, which are literally listings that are 10% below the actual market value. Uh, there's no haggle pricing on these deals. So meaning there's no wiggle room, meaning you don't have to negotiate, you don't have to worry about it. These things are insanely popular and we get more and more every single day. So I just incur I think we've sold like 70 or 80 of these listings already in like the first, you know, uh, since fe- February 1st. So just make sure you have our, our uh, phone app. Make sure you go online. You can even filter and look for you know the red hot deals because again these listings are some of the lowest prices that you'll ever ever see, and they go incredibly incredibly quick. And uh, it will end at the end of February. So I always hate to be like uh, you know this is the perfect time to buy. You know buy now, buy now, buy now. But literally, if you like these, because I will have people every single day say, what does offer accepted mean or what does you know sale pending mean and like it means it's gone and they're like oh my god i love that listing so yeah red hot deals if you're thinking about buying and you don't want to worry uh like your question about the rofer monster now is definitely kind of the the perfect storm to be able to do both so yeah i just pulled up your listings in a the a perfect swap for my uh my my one contract uh, was there, and it just it, it got offer got accepted already. It's already gone. So, a <laughs> <laughs> hundred and ten point Animal Kingdom in 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 March each year is what I'm looking for, and then one of you just sold one of them. So, <laughs> <See>? <laughs> man. Anyway, so let's get to some regular. If you want to hang around, Derek, if you want to hang around for regular questions with us, it's up to you. You know, of course. Okay. Well, I I think Damon really wants to answer this question from Chris. Which one? The, oh, the Chris's question. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, do you see? Do you do you all Tennessee people? <laughs> do you do you see yourselves more as theme park people or Disney people? We view ourselves as Disney people, whereas we see Damon as more of a theme park guy, which is why he sometimes isn't as interested in Disney because it lacks some of the theme park appeal. One hundred percent. I am a theme park person. I am not a Disney person. Um, I mean, the fact that they're you know making a toy story five, like makes me even less of a Disney person at this point. I feel like, cause that's just terrible. Um, you did see that Tim Allen is back or yeah. no wait. Yeah. Right. So, and, and he said something about Woody, why it listens. It's, it's four is too old now, but how is Woody in five? Why should that's he be a, in five? This is what he I shouldn't be saying. in five, man. He's gone. No, this is you. They can't make it. Okay. We were going to talk about this later, but if you want to talk about this, now, no, we're going to talk about it right now. <laughs> but obviously in my mind, you can't make a toy story movie without Woody and Buzz, right? But he's oh, gone. No, he's not gone. He's just doing something else. So in my mind, the whole movie is going to be about the two. Else? He's, he went off with, with, I understand people. what he did, but what do you, what do you mean? Like he's gone. Like, no, but you're you're making it sound like he's done. Is, is he emailing Buzz? Like, how are they keeping in touch? Like, he's dude is gone. I mean, they found Bo Peep without it. I mean, you know, it's like I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, I my guess is the entire movie is going to be about Woody, the Woody group, and the Buzz group getting back together in some way, shape, or form. That's what I'm guessing. And I don't know how they're going to do it, but they have to that's have both terrible. of them in the movie. There's no way they do a movie without Woody. That's just not going to do it. I, they should. It should but anyway, have ended with Toy Story three. Yeah, it well, should have ended. Yeah. It should have ended. <laughs> I, I think that it, you, was it, yeah, it wasn't that great. Nonsense. 
There's if you no were going to end it three, though, for Toy Story four, no reason for it. You None. needed about another five minutes, though, at the end of Toy Story three to really fully wrap it up. Yeah, and then they could have just totally finished. <laughs> right, it should have finished. It was literally the perfect trilogy, and Toy Story four came out, and it just could. It's just terrible. And Hot Five, I think, is going to be even worse. That, but it's like, like, hey, let's come up with a you know character based on silverware, like a Forky. Like that's cute. We'll sell a billion dollars worth of merchandise. There's no reason for Toy Story. Toy Story three ended perfectly. There was no reason for a Toy Story four, let alone a Toy Story five. Makes wow. me nuts. Yeah. How, did we get, how, how did we get on this? Sorry, Trevor. What were you going to say? <laughs> the, the only redeeming quality of Toy Story 4 was Duke Kaboom. Because, I was going to say Duke Kaboom was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, but back to the question. Yes. I mean, totally a theme park person, not a Disney person. I mean, if I have my order, Disney is, is third. I mean, it's not even first or second in terms of my theme parks. And I'm going to kind of lump Dollywood and Silver Dollar City together. And on a side note, I was not a things are always sunny in Philadelphia, whatever that show is. I'd never seen it before, but I kind of was started to watch it because I had nothing else to watch. Like right before I was going to bed, I'd be like, oh, I need to have a show on. That's not like really like I have to pay attention. Think about it. Yeah. 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 And I didn't realize Charlie had a silver dollar city um, oh, shirt really? on oh. from like a few episodes that I was watching. This must've been season six or seven. And I was like, man, that is great. So yeah. So universal, I would say would be second if I grouped them in Disney third, because I'm just more about the rides. And I just, Disney just doesn't have the rides. Like, they really just don't. I mean, I think Universal has better rides. Again, I think when it comes to coasters, they're not even close. And I just, I can't do some of the other places, like Carowinds. And what's that other one up in Ohio or whatever? I just... Cedar Point. Yeah, I have no interest because there's, you know, when you start talking about places to stay, I was talking to one of my friends that just, just went there. And I was like, well, where'd you stay? Yeah, see, I'm not staying there. There's no great place to stay there. <laughs> Nothing that's that little notch up. So I love the rides there. We're Again, we're going to be doing a Dollywood, Silver Dollar City Dollywood trip this summer. And um, I, I just I think I'm a, I definitely am a theme park person more than a Disney person. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe this is just maybe I'm just, you know, arguing semantics here. But I I, I see like a Carowinds or a Cedar Point as an amusement park as opposed to a theme park. I I think theme park is more what Disney is as opposed to an amusement park. I Okay, but you're just glossing over Universal, Dollywood, and Silver Dollar City. No, 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 no. I'm just saying okay. I'm, I'm saying Universal I would consider theme park and Disney I would consider theme parks. And I would say the other ones that are, you know, giant roller coasters and some theming thrown in here and there, I consider those amusement parks. Like that's So what's Silver Dollar City and Dollywood? Amuse- those are amusement parks. That's what they're you know. They're not theme parks, even though Silver Dollar City is literally its own real city based on I, the West. I, I guess. I mean, I guess you could say that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just saying that a theme park to me is more like it's deeper and than theming. just like, yeah, <laughs> actual theming. Yes. Thank you, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Do- Dollywood and Silver Dollar City are themed. I will give you that over Carowinds and things like that. But I don't like those places like Carowinds. So, I mean, I'm yeah. good with that. Sorry, Trevor. What else were you going to say? <laughs> Uh, nothing, because I mean, I, I'm a Disney person because it's too prohibitive to be a theme park person from where I live. There you go. That's a solid answer. <laughs> I I like I like I would kind of consider myself both. I like going to to regular amusement parks. Like we've been to Carowinds a bunch. Did you down just here. say both? Did you just really not? Yeah, why can't it be both? Why can't it be both? I I like both. I like going. See, for so, me, you have to. There's got to be a little bit that pushes you one way or the other. No, but see, for it's me though, to be it. okay. I would say maybe then. I mean. I look at it as I see Disney as the ultimate theme park. So for me, that's 
then you're that Disney. Makes me a Disney. No, but yeah. it's it's more of I love love theme parks and I see Disney as the pinnacle of theme parks and therefore If you're going for rides, where are you going? Disney or somewhere Disney, else? Disney, yeah, Disney. Okay, then you're a Disney person. I think it's pretty easy. You ask me where I'm going for rides, it's not Disney. Well, because you're you're going by like you want the roller coaster that goes 80 miles per hour, right? Like that's not mm, not I, even. Like yeah, I, I I wouldn't agree with that, Tom. I like I I know where Damon's coming from on this one. It's Disney Disney is good at what Disney does, but that's well, I, I think yeah. we can take something as easy as a log flume, right? That almost everybody has. Does Disney have the best log flume? And let's just go with new old. I don't even care which one you pick at this point, even though we haven't seen the new one. No, they don't have the best log flume. Definitely not even close. Yeah. So if I if I take something and compare it across the boards, it doesn't have to be just roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah. Splash Mountain's pretty basic if you actually look at the ride structure itself. Sorry. I mean, the universal one is way better. I don't know. That's just me. I, I just I think I, there's what, rides that are kind of cool. Why do we like, even do a Disney podcast? <laughs> time like, I thought I, I thought I, I understand this now. <laughs> I, I mean, I like Disney, but it's definitely third for me. <sighs> I mean, listen, if if this all of a sudden morphed into a Dollywood podcast, which again some of the reviewers think it does, like oh, I'm all on board. Like you got to tell me twice. Yeah, I'm doing I mean, I I'm doing two podcasts. I just don't agree with either but, of you, but <laughs> unless you're paying for me to go to Dollywood, uh, it's not happening. Um, we're not turning this into a Dollywood podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> so, no, Tom, I like, yeah, the, the thing is, is I, I know what you're I know <laughs> you're upset at me now because I said Splash Mountain is basic. No, no, um, I, it, I mean, it's a log but, flume ride, right? There's only so much you do with a yeah, log flume ride, but it's, well, I mean, but, it's different than your, like, if you go to a regular amusement park that just goes up a lift hill and then just goes down again, it's obviously a lot cor- more than that. Correct. <laughs> but there's other log flume rides of course, at other yeah. parks. Like the, I've seen the one at Universal and whatnot. There is, they do, um, they do different things with it. Like, like it's, you know, the, you can get different types of drops. You can get more creative with it. And Disney chose not to, you know, they've got three, three drops in it. And, you know, with one that does the the down and up and that's it, you can get more I, creative. <laughs> I think the thing for me is Disney has the best, uh, best IPs. Yeah. I'm going to say the best IPs, right? So I'll give you that. And I think yeah. it's just been a transition. If you asked me when my kids were, Tom's kids age, I might have answered this differently, right? I would have probably said Disney people, but I think that's just morphed as the kids have gotten older. I think that's where this comes from. But so it's not necessarily always a knock on Disney because there's a lot of things I love about Disney. It just, if you're talking about rides and things like that, you know, I I go the other way now. Listen, I'm going to give myself X amount of years. My kids are going to have kids and then they may start the cycle over again. Then I'm going to be back to being, you know, Disney people again, rather than theme park people. I think it's, 100%. that's how it works for me. hundred percent. Like I would, I mean, me personally, I've always said I'm a Disney person, just regardless of through and through. I, I used to be able to find those people and say, so if you have a trip to Disney world coming and you're staying in your DVC resort, if Disney called you and said, just so you know, you know, none of the attractions, none of the rides are working, uh, do you still want to come down for your vacation? Now, all the restaurants are open. You can still walk around the parks, but you can't do it. A true Disney person would be like, yeah, 100%. That's me. I don't care anything about the Disney rides because the rides are not that great. I mean, they're not. I mean, that's, that's a- it. But the difference is I go to Universal once a year for Horror Nights, right? Mm-hmm. I get my... Express Hornites, which I still am very upset that I haven't done yet. It's like I pay a ton of money for that. 
that gets me my universal fix for literally the whole year. By the time I leave after one night, I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to come back here. I know their rides are amazing and I know everything else is great. I don't want to go back. Whereas Disney- There is no universal bubble, right? Like I'll totally give you that, right? 100%. But I'm going to say, and again, I think that if I take Dollywood and the staff members of Dollywood and the food at Dollywood trumps Disney. So talking about a bubble, it's not- Really pretty location too. Yeah. The problem is it's not a full bubble, but- You know, it is starting to get there because there is that, you know, they have the dream more and they're opening a new resort next year. So there is something to be said about that Disney bubble. That's great. Like not having to get in my car for anything right, is really, really awesome. I find Disney now, as we've kind of progressed a little bit through our Disney journey to be a lot more relaxing than it was previously, which is crazy, right? Because we don't go that often, you know, maybe once a year now you know, on the off chance, maybe twice a year, but it's more relaxing. But there is something about that bubble. Listen, I love Disney. It's just not my, you know, one, two love. It's my third one. But that doesn't mean I don't like it. Right. I mean, we're here in Central Florida. I mean, I'm literally surrounded by, if I wanted to go somewhere, you know, 10 minutes away, I can go find some ride to scare the crap out of me or go do this. I could be at Universal in 10 minutes and stuff. But there is the the bubble, like you said, I mean, I don't care if you're flying in from Utah, you're flying in from Canada, you're flying, you don't have that sense of, ah, uh, like you do if you went to Universal, right? If you went to state, I don't care. I mean, you you can't compare it. Universal is great, but Disney, when you, I don't care how many times you've been there, still to this day, you pass under those gates. So the sign that says, you know, welcome to Disney World. I still get excited. I still blow my troubles out every time I, you know, enter those gates because you're entering a whole new world. Universal, it's like it's right off of I-4. I mean, it's right there. It's like, okay, the rides are great. But other than that, you don't have this sense of like, oh, I just want to be here and like walk around and look at all the all the beauty and everything else. I mean, even the Harry Potter land is uh, amazing, but it's like, okay, it's too small. So if they maybe had like a whole place, but yeah, I'm a hundred percent a Disney person. That's it. I, I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm shocked that you're all, you were saying that Disney rides are not great. I just, I'm blown. It's like, how is that even, how are you even possibly saying that? <laughs> like, you have to hear the truth, Tom. Sometimes no, that's absurd. It's an absurd thing to say. What? Dis- like, Disney what? experiences. I'm, 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 Look at like pirate. I mean, pirates is nostalgic. yeah. But now you're talking about rides that were built 50 years ago. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about all I mean, the guardians. New is, done. Guardians is awesome, but there's you know the Velocicoaster at Universal is I'm way saying. better. It's it way I'm better saying. than Guardians. It's Sarah way better coming on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tom, you, you know the thing is, is you know I'm I'm usually one here defending you with the stuff like it. Disney makes really good stop ex- the episode right I'm now. I'm about to stop the podcast. <laughs> forget it. Forget D- it. Disney makes over. No, 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 no. <laughs> Disney makes really good experiences, mm. but you know the guys are right. It, like I've, I, I do spend a lot of my free time looking at coasters and other stuff around the world, and there's places that I'm like. Oh, I, do work. I do this it's too. Like, I, yeah, it's like wow, like that. I would love to go on that, but you know they do beat Disney out. Like like there's plenty of places that have better rides than Disney, but 
Disney definitely has a better experience. I agree and with that. that's why I go back to Disney. And that's, I think what we're Me talking too. about with the bubble. I mean, that's why I bought DVC, right? right? Is that yeah. feeling of it's comfortable, it's easy, and it's enjoyable, right? Like it's just, it's just so easy. DVC is just so easy. There's, there's well, nothing that beats warm, that. Right. And it's this warm blanket. I mean, that's what Disney is. Yeah. No one goes on Haunted Mansion and being like, oh my God, I'm so, I can't wait to get scared silly on Haunted Mansion. You go on it because it's like a warm. Tom is fuming right now. <laughs> no, I, that, I don't disagree with that. I, I agree with that. I'm just, I'm saying like, you know, it, it's not like they're, I mean, they're known for their, for their attractions and their rides. They win awards every year for their attractions and their rides. So like, you're trying to tell me that they're don't put it, don't do good rides. Like it's absurd. Don't. Absurd. No, no. Th- these, these are, so you're, you're, I, I promise assuming... you that I follow this more than any of you. I promise you that the... I know more about any of these rides than I, I'm just, I'm telling you, this is what I, I'd like. You can know about them, but riding them and I'm then just... riding other rides. I don't, Th- then you would we, know. Like, we're talking about different things though, right? Like Universal has a market that they're targeting, right? And Disney has a different market that they're targeting. Could Disney make a roller coaster that goes 80 miles per hour and, you know, does 20 loops? Of course they could. Are they going to? No. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking about these rides at Universal like they're not themed, like they don't have huge no, IPs that, behind them. I'm not saying that they're not. I mean, listen, so I, it's I, got I, just as good of an IP. Yeah, and but it's I'm a better just, ride. They're going for. They're going. They're doing targeting different people. It's it's so not I, the same. So in that in that case, I, I don't think it's fair to assume that we're speaking in absolutes either. Yeah, because yeah. that we're not, nobody here is saying that Disney has the worst rides. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying they're like, the worst, but when Harry Potter first came out and that first Harry Potter ride came out over there, there was nothing in the world. They were oh, sure, yeah. bounds ahead of Disney. And I don't think they ever gave that back. And, and that could be when it came out the most unique, coolest, newest ride that ever existed. It's not even Harry Potter, though. It's when Spider-Man came out. When Spider-Man, when Spider-Man was cool, yeah. When Spider-Man came out at Islands of Adventure. There was nothing like was, that. There was never anything like it in the world. Never. Yeah. And it's still. And that's an IP. It's <laughs> Disney's IP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Disney's now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It has been for a while, but. Yeah. So that, that that's what I'm saying. I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy was a Harry Potter ride or was a Spider-Man ride. It just wasn't. They don't do that. No. They don't make the coolest, newest rides. Right. It's I mean, super fun. And it's unique and people love it because they say, hey, what song did you hear? It's great because there's nothing like it at Disney. I mean, literally, when you're at Epcot, what else is even close to doing Guardians? You're going to go to Guardians and what? And then do Test Track, which is like going on the expressway and rolling your windows down. I mean, it's not that crazy, exciting, or thrilling. I look at it through the eyes of my 14-year-old because he (laughs) – well, because, you know, to him, he he doesn't know a lot of stuff outside of Disney. But, you know, when we rode Guardians, that was that was huge for us. For, for him, it was an amazing experience. And so for me, it was. In the back of my head, I know, you know, there's other stuff out there that will blow his mind even more than Guardians did. But for now, that's why, you know, Guardians is still one of my favorite rides because I have those memories with him and he'll never forget it. Yeah. But... I also know we're going to one up it again with at some point. And that's that's an interesting question. So you, you, I will say that Disney is also in a way better position at making memories 
mm-hmm. than any theme park that exists or has ever existed for 100%. The, the, the way that they, you know, bring you together to, to make these memories and just the way that they had, you know, because they have photo paths, everything together yeah, just makes would, it a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, again, from an experience standpoint uh, and things like that, absolutely. Gosh, all right, all right we we got to move okay. on here. So. We, we, I don't even think we, we can went do down any more questions. I think we're huge. done with questions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we done, went down a huge rabbit hole. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, I wanted to answer Dan. No, no, we, we hold on, hold on. We can't skip this question. I'm sorry to say what we question? can't skip the which IP related city country would you want to see highlighted in a park, and which park would it be best for? I don't even care about the which park would it be best for. This is a cool question. Yeah. Right. Duckburg, Cape Suzette, Wakanda. I mean, ooh, this is a toughie. Like, I was thinking about this as you kind of put it up. I think the examples, unfortunately, force my mind to a place immediately, which makes it difficult to get out. So you have me now debating Duckburg versus Cape Suzette, and, and I'm at a little bit of a, a, a loss here, right? Like, I just don't know. Like, mm. I don't know which one I would want. And And I think for me... If listen, if we're crapping up Epcot kind of like we've crapped it up from what it was supposed to be already, dude, I'm telling you, put this in the world showcase then. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I <laughs> g- give me a Duckburger Cape Suzette in Epcot world showcase. I don't think I could ask for anything more, but I just don't know which one I would want. This is that. I don't think I can answer that. I Cape think they're Suzette. both great. Uh, I would take Cape Suzette purely because Tailspin, I feel, is uh, a little bit underrated. Definitely underrated, but I still think it. It's original Ducktales. I think is better for me, but I think Cape Suzette is more interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really have a good answer to this. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think the Wakanda idea is fun because uh, you could do like all sorts of high tech stuff. I mean, yeah, that would be cool. But and that might fit more with Epcot. Yeah, I mean, it would be weird at Epcot. I feel. I mean, I feel like anything we're going to add that's not a real place at Epcot is going to be weird. I don't know. And but that would be the cool thing about Wakanda is that you know it you know as they they do in the movies you know it'd be very unassuming from the outside you, you know it yeah be that big yeah. deal until you walk in and then you're like whoa this place is crazy right like that that would be a cool experience. All right, I'm sorry, I just had to get that one in. There. You did, you did. I we need to do an ad here because we we are like way past all this, so <laughs> we're like way too far <laughs> in at this point. Uh, so okay, D- Trevor, you want to go ahead and do this one? Why isn't Derek doing the ad? I mean, you want to make Derek read read the ad for his? Well, it's not even his part of the company though. It's for rental store. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to read my own ad. No, no that's yeah, that's what they, uh, that's why they you know. <laughs> I will take care of the ad. Okay. <laughs> wait can you do, do like ad libs though derek like while he's reading it or no no of course yeah please don't like do I that can to pretend me. to be like a like a client yeah. and then kind of throw in and say like that's true that's amazing <laughs> be be- it would have been better if i would have timed this to have dvc resale market to be the sponsor of this episode but you guys were the sponsor <laughs> last week so <laughs> go ahead trevor <laughs> okay All right. Uh, DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at an incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. As always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent to their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 382-7368. When you speak to them, let them know that Welcome Home sent you. 
All right. So you're amazing. He's <laughs> <laughs> so good. He's just so good at uh, at, at that. So um, let me see here. Until you break my train of thought, and then it just goes. Yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about right now. I'm trying Chippendale to think. Chippendale Rescue what, Rangers coming to Disney Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yes. I, I'm just trying to think of what the the new name for the podcast is. Welcome to Universal. I don't know something. something no, like it wouldn't even be Welcome <laughs> to Universal. Welcome to all the theme parks. Oh, we're just going to do an all theme park. Podcast? Could you imagine? That would be way too much work anyway. There's too many theme parks. It's, uh, it's it'd be yeah. a lot. That'd be a lot. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so there's now a, 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 well, coming on February 15th, there's a, uh, rescue ranger, uh, Chippendale rescue ranger, a character meet and greet coming to Hollywood studios. So I put this on here because I, I feel like Chippendale is the rescue rangers are the best version of Chippendale, but that's just my feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. And again, as I said that I was super impressed with the movie when I was totally not thinking I was going to be about it and it was pretty good. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I know you own Rescue Ranger shirts. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I found that one shirt and I was like, I have to buy this because, you know, it's it's Dale's shirt. Um, now, the thing that surprises me is that why did this take so long? And it totally made sense for Rescue Rangers to be in Hollywood Studios thinking about how, yeah. like, the universe of Rescue Rangers is and all that. Like how, you know, they're dealing with different people and all that like ho- having them in hollywood studios made sense but i d- i i don't know why i didn't think about this before i, I think that the movie had to come come out for it yeah. to happen i just think that listen as i always say i love certain things and then you know i'll watch like new disney shows with my daughter right and we'll watch shows and things like that and then i'll be like hey let's go watch this old 80s show and she'll just be like nah right i think unfortunately like Mm -hmm. that nostalgia factor for rescue rangers was really heavy for us but i think it took the new movie to kind of get them out for everybody that's how i feel yeah that makes sense um do you i'm just thinking uh did have you watched that new show uh damon what is it moon girl and um so I actually did an interview with the executive producer. Oh, you show. did? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I got to see the first two episodes a long time ago. The animation style is just absolutely ridiculous. I love it. I mean, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. But, you know, if you're kind of following along with my whole, oh, that's right. I'm an expert in animation, right? So, you are. That's, yes. You're self-proclaimed <laughs> expert in animation. Self-proclaimed. So I will say that there's a new show coming out in March called Kif. Um and it oh yeah feels, i saw that the preview yeah. for that too yeah, yeah yep so that feels like it's going to be this mashup of kind of what it looked like to me was like cricket green as kiff right in, in an amphibia type world cuz there's magic and stuff i don't know i'm looking forward to that a, a lot so we'll see how that goes and a new character i always love when we have new ip in disney especially new animated ip yeah okay uh yeah no so listen i i'm excited that they're they're doing this with rescue rangers i and by the way they had no end date for this so Hopefully this is like a permanent offering or, you know, as permanent as permanent can be in Disney. So regular anyway. until people stop asking for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, can we talk about housekeeping now? Cause gosh, you know, you got me long on the show already. I, well, we, yeah. We okay. Flop a little bit. Yeah. You want to talk to, you want to talk about housekeeping? I also put yeah. this video game thing on here too. Cause I thought you would be interested in that. <laughs> I mean, we already talked about it before, I, but now it's coming out. So yeah. I, I kind of want to get on Discord and play this with you guys, even though I play. like my family wants to yeah. play this, but I feel like it would be very chaotic, which would be fun. This, yeah. <laughs> Disney Illusion Island is a new Mickey and Friends game coming out on July 28th. 
It's a uh, 2D adventure platformer from uh, Disney Games. Um, and it looks like... What systems is this coming to? Where is it? it doesn't even say it on here, does it? Uh, Nintendo Switch, I know for sure. Yeah, I, I knew Switch. Yeah, mm. okay. I think that's it. Yeah, just the Switch? Is Switch exclusive, really? It, well, it says pre-orders begin today, so secure your copy in Nintendo's eShop. Obviously, if it was on different platforms, they would say more than that. That's what I would guess. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, they only have ads on the, for the Nintendo Direct, so it, it seems like it's going to be starting on the switch whether or not it gets ported anywhere else we'll see all right yeah so i mean i i figured you guys would be interested in that i i do like that it's like a cooperative one too so we could we could although it's a local <laughs> cooperative so what <laughs> cooperative yeah it's a cooperative game but that doesn't mean that it'll necessarily go the way you think it will oh of course not no of course not <laughs> no I, do, I i just think it's cool that it is although it's it's his local cooperative so i don't know we're gonna have a charlotte cooperative meetup is that what you're that's, saying i guess yeah i guess that's what we'll have to do right so <laughs> all right so you want to talk about housekeeping though let's Damon? talk about housekeeping I, I don't know how i feel about it like i don't know if i care but well that's why i was surprised you brought it up because i wasn't I, sure i, I mean i kind of care so the walt disney world housekeeping update you've been waiting for is that your headline tom or no that's their headline shocking their headline. i was a little shocked that they put that as the headline but I, you know i was waiting for housekeeping uh, some people were man some i mean listen maybe it's just because we're dvc members and we're not used to having housekeeping anyway <laughs> like, i don't know <laughs> yeah, but i mean you have some sort of housekeeping as dvc members when you're there for any length of time right yeah but just not the daily but, you get the yeah, yeah, yeah. so go, go like there. three days yeah you get a couple days yeah <laughs> and, and what was it now was it the same for us i forgot no, so they weren't doing ho- daily housekeeping on all like the regular rooms. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all. The, that's really all they're doing is they're bringing that back. I don't. Know, I, I like that. I think if you're staying in a room, I mean, housekeeping is definitely a thing. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> I'm about it. I like having. I like the housekeeping. I like a clean room. <laughs> what were you saying? Yeah. Ever? Sorry. I, I like having the option for it. You know, it's not that yeah. I need it every day, but yeah, yeah. Well, I, I. It doesn't say, though, so, you know, they took away the option to pay for extra housekeeping for your DVC room. It doesn't say that they brought that back. So <laughs> it's more just saying now they're going to have full housekeeping room cleanings. Uh, re- well, it just says available at all of our resort hotels. I don't know. I think that excludes DVC, but they don't exclude DVC in this article. I don't know. But I'm sure a lot of people are happy about this, so I had to mm. put it in there because it was a big piece of news item that I saw floating all over the all over the groups. So. You know, when I when I saw that headline about housekeeping coming, I've just been a DVC member for so long that I'm so used to like you could just not having not having housekeeping, it, yeah. and I'm like, and I kind of prefer it that way. So when we stay outside of DVC, it's almost like, oh God, we have to make the room look kind of presentable before we leave because someone's going to come into our room. Whereas when you're a DVC member, you're like, I don't care. No one's not going to come here for a couple of days. <laughs> I guess the the only other big thing is, is that do we care about the Frozen and Zootopia movie? I mean, we talked about Toy Story, but do we care about Frozen? I don't care about Frozen. I, I mean, my daughter will care about Frozen. Yeah, I mean, you know, am, we're... Am I, am I one of the only people that, like, Zootopia was just blah? No, like, I like Zootopia. I thought, I yeah, mean, I thought like, it was just blah. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't, like, yeah. it wasn't, like, the top movie for me at the time, but it wasn't bad. No. But the thing about Zootopia, though, is they, they did, like, a lot of world building there, right? So, like, yeah. even when they do a Zootopia 2, they don't even have to have the same main characters. They could go a no. whole different direction if they want to, which I think and, I mean, they should. It'd be kind of cool. And do you think they're setting this up for... The land, yeah, yeah, I do. 
I do. I mean, because the movie, if they're just announcing it now, the movie's a couple of years out, right? And I mean, part of the other stuff that's in this article is is Iger is, I mean, he said, let's see, uh, he's very, very bullish about our parks, not just because of the COVID recovery, but to start with, demand on the parks is extraordinary right now. Uh, we could lean into that demand by easily by letting more people in and more aggressive pricing. We don't think either would be smart um, because we let more people in. It's going to reduce the guest experience. Let me hold on, Let me see the other part here, though. Um, he was talking about how pricing was too high and it was alienating customers, which, you know, is true. Um, let's see. The, the, the question is, is that since we're getting a new Toy Story Frozen and Zootopia, listen, I understand that Frozen hype may have been waning a little bit, especially when they have that ride in the park. It makes sense, right? You got to kind of bring yeah. it back that thunder to a ride that, you know, that you destroyed a good version of for a frozen version of. <laughs> and then, but why Toy Story? Like, what what is the, the park, right? Like, I mean, are we just missing out on the land? Like, I don't think it has anything why? to do with the parks. I think they're trying to prop up the, the movie division. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's all about them because they feel like if they put out any Toy Story movie, it's going to bring in, you know, 800 million to a billion dollars in the box office just do we think this one is i think there's going to be a lot of people that are the ones that are paying for this that just aren't going to do it i wish they would bring back this disney plus you know pay for it sort of thing like they had during covid that was i think the best because there's no way i'm paying i'm going to the movie theater to see toy story but you might catch me on some 29 dollar in my house experience of toy story I'm just saying a lot of people didn't like Toy Story 4 and it still made a billion dollars, right? Like, yeah, so, no, but I'm, I, I just yeah. I wish that's what they would bring back because I don't I don't think I'm going to the theaters again. Like, I just don't see myself in the theaters. So, yeah, I'm off on the 20th. So I'm going to go see and nobody else is off. I'm the only one off in my house. So I'm just going to go see Ant-Man by myself because nobody else wants to see it. So, <laughs> well, nobody else being my wife, uh, you know, my daughter's not going to go see it. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, I like nowadays, Damon, you know, you, you pick out your spot, you pick out your seat in the theater, you know, you got recliners, you put your there, feet up. There's, there's weeks uh, that I literally don't leave the house for four days straight. I, I'm, I, I really I'm don't right. need to see a, a movie. I feel you, Damon. I'm I'm right there with you. Is you know I I don't want to go to a theater. It's I know we can, but I don't yeah, want yeah. to. I don't I don't, <laughs> but, I don't need to anymore. Technology yeah, and, is too cheap. And, and 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 you know it's not even a matter of you know being antisocial about it or saying you know I don't want to go out in in public. Oh, I'm antisocial, but I, I feel you. Yeah, but it, it's it's just like you said. You know, you know my house is set up well enough, and like you said with Disney Plus. I can watch whatever I want when I want without being distracted by other people. Or, you know, if I have to get up and go to the bathroom, I don't miss, yeah. you know, five or 10 minutes of the movie. If, you know, depending on how long you're in there for. Right. True. No, I get um, that. I get that. Yeah. But I feel too, like it's almost like in the, in this day and age, you have to have an event and you have to have a reason to go to the movies, especially if you're a family, because it's not cheap to go. So I think mm-hmm. no, Disney looks not. at this and says, if there's any event that someone's going to actually pay for a family of four to go to the movies, it's not going to be to go see, what was it? Seeing Red or whatever that movie was. Turning Red? <laughs> that movie was great, Derek. Turning Red? I didn't and even I'm see it. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm saying I'm not, if, if I'm a family of four, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, let's go bucks. Down 60 yeah, to 70 bucks. But you know what's a slam dunk? Toy Story 5, Frozen 3, Zootopia 2, that I will pay for. The only movie I saw last year was Avatar 2. 
because it was an event and you had to go see it yeah. in the theater. Anything Not else, me. like Damon said, no. I will happily <laughs> wait until it comes on streaming unless you give me a reason to but, pay that much money to go to the theater. But if you if you gave me that option, like it used to be twenty nine bucks, I would do it. I would do it. Listen, here's the other thing: when you start talking about money, Disney needs to to follow suit here. This this Hogwarts legacy thing is unreal from a video game standpoint. Unreal. Oh, the hype Disney needs crazy. to do that. Yeah. We've been playing it and like I I wish there was a Disney sort of game like that. I think they really need to do that. Um Could you imagine a game where like you literally can go like down World Drive and go into the Magic Kingdom and then that. leave well, and go well, it'd be the, so amazing. Yeah. They have the Disneyland yeah. version of it. It's, it's Disneyland, Disneyland version. Yeah. Yeah. Which we played. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, listen, it was very simplistic. But like, I'm saying, like, uh, what about like those, what are those, um, Disney park mystery books? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, King like, Keepers. Kingdom yeah. Keepers. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that in this Hogwarts legacy feel. Yes. All day. That would oh, be yeah. one of the coolest things to exist. When when my wife finally listens to this episode, because she's still like way back catching up on episodes, she's okay. going to hear you say that, Damon, and she's going to love you. Yeah, I, I think that's like I said, this <laughs> Hogwarts legacy is unreal. So I think that Disney definitely needs to follow suit here. They they definitely need to follow suit. What I mean, what exactly? What what do you do in it? What is it? I, I mean, I so because I don't remember Harry Potter, so I'm, you're a student at I mean, Hogwarts with yeah. all the magic. Yeah, I mean, you get sorted into your own house. Like you, you walk around the castle. Everything is there. Like it's pretty much the the Unreal Engine. Um, so think, um, what's the what's that fantasy one? The that superhue Skyrim or something like? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like that, but Harry Potter. But Tom, the graphics are unreal, yeah. and it's just it's just so well done. And I really think that that Disney needs to make something like that. Well, it's a you know, good wife- immersion in the universe of Harry Potter. It really Potter. is, yeah. Like, I'd yeah. pay that that 80 bucks for the deluxe version over going to the movies. Like, And this is where it kind of brought it up for me. Like, I'd rather pay that $80. There'd way more hours of entertainment involved than something else. So that's what Disney, I feel like. Give me a Toy Story. Even give me a Toy Story. And Ooh. like that, I'd do Toy Story. Like, that would be kind of cool. Well, you know, my wife has been playing a ton uh, on Switch, uh, uh, Dreamlight Valley. That that Disney game that's out. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound. It sounds different, obviously, but um, you know, she's she's like obsessed with that game. I, I've not played it, but it's <laughs> it that that one. It, yeah, those like farming simulator type games. It's um, no, no. She, I mean, it's not really doing that. She said she's doing like mission. There's like missions that you do, and like, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, but, I, I don't or, know. Or, yeah, I guess sorry. It's not it's not farming simulator, but it's like in the same. There, there's a bunch of games in that where it's like like my wife plays the same type of games as well and they're great and you know you know ton of value in them um but what harry potter is is that this is like an open world sandbox experience in the world of of harry potter which you know you know you know disney needs to find something like that and and go in on it because i mean that would be amazing wasn't Kingdom's, Kingdom Hearts something like that? I didn't know much. No, 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 no. no. Kingdom Hearts was a weird fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I was just saying it had all the characters in it and all that kind of thing. It's a little that, more that was the only based. thing it had in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little more rail-based. And this is pretty much open world like Skyrim. It's, it's, it's unreal. And the graphics are just, everything is so well done. So I, I think that Disney needs something here. 
Yeah. I'm, and you can I'm, make your own character and literally make it look exactly like you. And oh, yeah. you could do as much or yeah. as little. Mm-hmm. So if you, it's just so immersive that you could literally just spend like the whole day just kind of walking around Hogwarts or flying mm-hmm. through. You know, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, I just I, I I wish I was interested in Harry Potter because I feel like I'm like really like so, missing out on something. But so you, you, you everything I've ever seen about it, I'm just like I don't I don't get it. You want to hear it with something funny though? So my my son is his first year at college, right? So he's taking a Harry Potter class. They Seriously? have a class, an English class. Yep, an English mm-hmm. class on Harry Potter. That's great, right? Oh, it, it, crazy, yeah, because he's a data science major, right? But he's got to fulfill English requirements, so he's taking Harry Potter. It's just unreal, right? So it's my daughter's a huge Harry Potter fan. So like sometimes he'll call her up like, "Hey, so you know, book two, um, right?" So it's pretty funny, but yeah, I mean, Tom, like it's it's that big, like it's oh, I know it's huge. I, I I, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel weird that I don't, um, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like I want to get it, but I'm just like, "Eh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> like it just it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting sort of ramp up of a story too because it starts very juvenile book one and then kind of works its way up and i think that if you were part of the experience of the books coming out and going to the bookstore and getting them the day they came out is it makes harry potter a whole different sort of thing than it that it is now when you can just hey you know it's over and done with and go get eight books or whatever the case may be so all right I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing I feel as Star Wars. Like, it, it's also the yeah. world building. It Like, it's, you know, you know, yeah, the the way that Star Wars kind of built on itself, Harry Potter did the same thing. Like, that, you know, movies came out, the world expanded, all that kind of stuff. And now, you know, with this game, they're just taking it to well, and, another level. Right. And, and it's kind of funny because, like, I, I see the same way in the Percy Jackson. Like, I really want to watch it. Like the new one coming out to Disney Plus, and I really want to read hmm. the books, but I just can't get behind it. I don't know, but I think it's going to be a really cool Disney Plus show. There's been a lot of good on Disney Plus lately, to be honest with you. And what Mandalorian's coming out three going to be out season three is going to be soon. Yeah. yeah, that should be. Yeah, I think that's coming out very soon, right? I, I don't. Yep. I, there's a lot of good stuff coming out in the next couple of months, actually. So yeah, I can't. I can't catch up on everything. TV wise, just in general, I definitely fall behind Disney plus. Unfortunately, on my, I have a fire stick and a Roku and the Roku's in back of the TV and Disney plus doesn't work as well on the Roku old stick and it will reboot. So sometimes I don't get around to watching as much Disney plus as I want because I'm too lazy to switch it. Too lazy to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Did you watch uh, the bear on Hulu? I don't like it at all. I've tried (laughs) at least three times. Oh my god! <laughs> Forget yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't. All like right, it. bye. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried. I really did though. Like, so I tried we at just least finished it last night, and I, uh, I don't know, maybe because we lived and grew up uh, right around Chicago. But oh my god, it was so good. Like, it's one of those. It's not. I, I was three three episodes episode. in, and I don't even know what it's about. Still, it's so, what? Oh, yeah. God, demon. <laughs> You know, the one thing, though, is I do try everything. So it's not like you asked me and I didn't try. Like, That's I true. tried. He did try. He did try. I did try. Just like uh, I sent you the hats. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Uh, so way back uh, at the beginning of this conversation, <laughs> what I was going to say, and I found what I was going to say, is uh, Bob Iger was talking about capacity in the theme parks. And he basically mm-hmm. said that they want to, instead of just letting more people in, they want to build new things to 
eat up more people, right? So okay, that's um, a good thing. Yeah, which is a is a good thing, right? So and he said, you know, uh, he he said we've learned that when we invest in increasing capacity, Star Star Wars would be a great example. Of that Pandora was a great example. Of that we can grow our business. If you look at Pandora, Animal Kingdom, stunning how many people visited Animal Kingdom. Um, oh, and so that's the other thing, too, speaking of Avatar. So they they said on this call they're bringing an Avatar experience to Disneyland. And when I read this, I was like, okay, well, calling it an experience is, feels vague. So it makes me think they're going to do some sort of VR thing like they like they were doing at Disneyland with, like, Galaxy's Edge. And, you know, it, remember they were testing out those MetaQuest things at Disneyland? We talked about it a while yeah, ago. Yeah, in downtown Disney. That's what it feels like to me. I doubt they're going to build a whole Pandora at Disneyland. There's no room for it. Where are they going to put it? it, it it'll be a meet and greet somewhere in uh, um, <laughs> yeah. California Adventure. I which... feel like it's got to be more than that, though. You're not going to announce that at an earnings call mm. and not have more than a character meet and greet. It's got to be more than that. Maybe it's a show. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they have done stuff like this before, and I... Unless they're announcing like a, a whole new ride or a land, and right now you know space is at a premium in California, it's very hard to do. I can't see them doing anything more than you know, hey, here's a small area you go into. They did they did the same thing with Frozen. They had like they used a temporary space, and they did like um, it, it was a it was like a winter. Like you could make snowmen and stuff like that. Like, so it was like a little experience thing. They had a meet and greet in there, but it really wasn't a lot. And I feel like it'll be the same thing with Avatar is that there'll be some sort of meet and greet, you know, you know, maybe they'll use the, uh, the, the mechs like they have in, in, um, in Pandora, but I wouldn't expect anything huge from, from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't yeah. I don't expect something. I immediately, like I said, I immediately assumed that they were just going to do like a VR experience or something. Like I don't know what else they would be doing. But and they, that would not be like even he said worse. attraction. He just said experience, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. That that would be even worse. Uh, just a <laughs> yeah. VR experience. That yeah. to me, you know, I, don't get me wrong. That the time that goes into building VR stuff is legitimate, but from a theme park standpoint, it's very much dialing it in because there's no actual cost involved from the theme park it's just paying a developer to do something yeah no i i i, I get that um yeah i mean i'll be literally could be like what they do at the hollywood studios too like when there's a new movie coming out they'll take like you oh, know yeah. one of those sound stages and like you know quote unquote turn it into if there's a new pirates of the caribbean movie or the it's like a walk through kind of like yeah, like yeah. props and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what it's going to be. Because again, they use the word experience; they yeah. didn't use the word attraction. I agree. So that's that's the key right there. I I do have to say though, like this this call made me like feel really good about like they're going to add more stuff, right? Like they're going to start like this year. We're going to hear announcements of of new lands and new you know rides and attractions and stuff because it. I mean. And this is, you know, this is part of the part of what we get with Iger instead of uh, Chapek, right? Is uh, he understands? I, I feel like, despite the fact that Chapek ran, ran the parks for so long, I feel like Iger gets the parks more than Chapek did, right? Like, I just feel like he d- does. And so, like, based on this, like, it just talking about ex- expanding, and uh, he was talking about he was talking to Josh Giamara about this, about you know, adding more to the parks, and uh, you know, they've got six billion dollars out late you know this year for for new projects so i mean it's i feel like we're gonna hear a lot of interesting stuff sometime soon here 
It is. Yep. It's it's just unfortunate that, you know, in the midst of announcing, you know, Toy Story 10 and <laughs> Frozen 6 that, oh, yeah, by the way, we're laying off 7,000 people. Well, yeah, that's not great either. No, that's yeah. no, that's not good either. Yeah, that is. That yeah, is it's, his is a position I would never want to be in because, you know, running any business, there is always two sides to it. Even when you're, you know, talking about the new stuff coming and positive, there is always... Yeah. Unfortunately, negatives, and, and you know, I'm not. I'm not going to debate whether or not laying off people is right or wrong because you know it's it is very situational. But you know, I understand. You know, being in his position, sometimes you do have to make hard decisions whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely unfortunate though. It's it's not. Although it se- it seems like the cast members in the parks are not really going to be affected as much. That doesn't mean that that you know it still isn't terrible that that's uh happening but i mean i know they're trying to get every person they can get for the park so i can't imagine they would be laying people off in the park so um but yeah i mean i just thought there were some interesting things in that earning call especially around the parks and uh you know i listen for me i mean my daughter will be very excited to see another frozen and very excited to see another zootopia she's she likes toy story but she's you know i, I don't think she'll care if another toy story comes out but uh but you know so i bet if another frozen i mean sure that's that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, you know, I'd like to listen to some new songs, you know, instead of uh, all the songs from Frozen One and Two over and over again, like we have to in my house. So, are there are there really songs in Frozen Two? Because I think I've oh, seen yeah. it like three times, and I still don't even know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you're so down on the Disney stuff. What's the, going on? <laughs> the, the the Frozen Two songs are really not as memorable as the first. I, ones. Listen. I, all I all I remember is the one that's like, oh, yeah, the, loves that one. my daughter loves. Yeah, that one. it's that's like the the headliner song. <laughs> I actually like the first. I like the first song, the the one that they open with. Uh, what is it? Some things never change. That's the one. That I like that song. That's the one that gets played a lot in my car. Although lately in my house, it's all Encanto, so none of it's Frozen anyway. It's all. But I think I listened to the Encanto soundtrack all the way through, like. A thousand times, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, 14 and an 18-year-old boy, I think I'm out of the Frozen 2 soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, you are. You, that's, that's, that's a fact, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you, Derek. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a 14-year-old, and, and I was going to say, you know, you know, it's, part of me kind of misses, you know, you know, for us, you know, it was Cars 2 was a big thing when my son was growing up, and I miss part of that, but now... You know, my my son's asking me about like Walking Dead and Breaking Bad and stuff like that. And it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's a little I, different. I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah, but part so part of me is still like, like you know, hey, there's that's, great news. There's an early episode of, uh, yeah, The Last of Us came out on Friday, so yeah. he's all excited about that. I know. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, th- those are where our conversations are going. Is is like into that kind of stuff. Which <laughs> the the funny thing is, is that um, you know, I I know. Or, or in in despite of talking about all that stuff, when I say to my son, well, maybe we won't go to Disney, he'll go, well, hold up. Wait, what do you mean we're not going to Disney? Like, like <laughs> even for all the the other stuff, he still wants to go to Disney. It's just we're not watching the Disney movie. So it's kind of, it's kind of a weird yeah. thing, right? Like, yeah, they, they grow up, but they don't really. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's the thing, and not to go back into that wormhole, but it's like the memories that you have with them at Disney are going to be the memories that you remember, not the memories of riding a ride at Universal Studios. Well, it's just yeah. not probably. Mm. Yeah, we we should probably 
call it here. Okay. Well, just <laughs> two you... two more things I want to. Okay, just two more things. So okay. I, I just want to get back to like again the in the earnings call they you know we're again talking about how they're managing uh, they're managing rec- capacity and how during the holidays they actually had it twenty percent less uh, capacity. Which I thought was interesting, like on purpose, not like twenty percent less people showed up. Like they restrict made it twenty percent less, which is kind of crazy to me. But I mean, the parks are doing very well financially. But again, I'm looking at all this and I'm like, all the things that Iger said in the call are they are they are listening to the feedback and they are making changes. Like I, it's it feels very positive to me. Besides the layoff piece, that's not positive. So, (laughs) but but yeah, good sir. It's interesting because I remember people like before Christmas, there was a lot of, you know, people being upset about not being able to get reservations at the different parks. Yeah. And so that makes sense. You know, if if they cut it, if they cut capacity by 20%, that totally lines up with it. But I guess, you know, all we heard was I the negative side of that, which is, you know, the people that wanted to go that couldn't go, which, you know, is always going to happen, especially at Christmas. The thing that we haven't heard, and I guess maybe that's what what Bob is alluding to, is, you know, the people that did go probably had a better holiday experience than previous yeah. years. Yeah, and that's what he's that's what he's saying here, right? Is that the experience is better, right? Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Like I I I love going there and not having a ton of people around me. So yeah. <laughs> if they're going to control that, great. <laughs> yeah, that's he actually. So he says, in fact, if you looked at our results this past holiday season, we actually reduced capacity, certainly improved guest experience and able were able to maintain profit. So, again, this is an earnings call. So, of course, he's going to talk about profit and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's also saying he's they're looking to get more creative in terms of managing capacity, Um you know, and but like you said, he, he, the best way to do it is to add more stuff. So <laughs> that's the good news, right? Like that's the good thing is that they want to they want to add more things, and I, I think that's something we all you know want them to do. So I'm now, um, and also uh, talking about making days cheaper too. They were talking about the cheapest tickets being only 15 days a year, and they increase that to be like uh, a much more. I, I don't know if the numbers actually you know to 50 days a year. So like they're trying mm-hmm. to make it more accessible too which i, I right. you know, again considering they are looking for more revenue like the fact that they're lowering prices in certain areas is is a big big piece of news i think sorry what were you gonna yeah, say for sure i, I was just gonna say I, you know after damon mentioned uh kingdom keepers i i feel like they need to like figure out some way to like bring that into the parks or like open up a whole new area of you know something that like not not a not an existing IP or you know, you know another Toy Story Land. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. How well, is that series not even like a Disney Plus exclusive by now? It's crazy to me. What What are you talking yeah. about? What's What series? Kingdom Kingdom Keepers. Keepers. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. That's kind of surprising to me too. I thought they were going to make something of that, weren't they? I don't know. I I mean, it it yeah. just seems like such a no brainer. You know, to I know. just throw it. On- Disney Plus, I mean, not on like the big screen, but on Disney Plus, it's perfect. Yeah. And then, and then, I mean, it's infinite promotion for them for any IP they want because you can just yeah. roll, you know, whatever's coming up, you can roll it into the show. Right. <laughs> so apparently, apparently, there was a Kingdom Keeper show that was in, in, you know, in production. Like that when I, I mean, it was in, you know, they were, they were looking at making one. But they killed it off for some reason. 
Mm. that I don't know of course the answer they did. to. But this article <laughs> is saying that they killed it off in favor of doing the Mandalorian instead. So, which I mean, I guess worked out for them. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, this I, this article says. Uh, oh, actually, this was Kevin Smith that said this. Oddly enough, I guess he was working on the show, and he said they scrapped Kingdom Keepers, and they and instead they greenlit the Mandalorian. So, I don't know. Well, I I don't like that now. <laughs> no, no, you don't like that. What do you mean? Because you can't, you can't I, be mad about that because they, they, the Mandalorian's good. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little fed up with Star Wars at the moment. Like, there's, yeah, I've had too tired much of it, of it and, and yeah. I'm tired of it. And so, finding out that they, they could have done something cool like that, but they scrapped it in favor of Star Wars, to, you know, lessens my view of it. All right. <laughs> I mean, listen, nothing ever dies, right? So they could still do it. They definitely could, because I, if you've ever been to those Disney conventions and whatnot, I've been to many of them. And Ridley Pearson, who wrote The Kingdom Keepers, has some of the longest lines to meet him and mm-hmm. have them sign his books and take pictures with him. It's ridiculous like his line at well, the last one i think i went to was longer than to meet jody benson who's the little mermaid <laughs> no joke wow that's crazy yeah <laughs> that is crazy all right well the last thing i wanted to talk about is how annoyed i am that all the foreign parks get all the good stuff <laughs> so, <laughs> so i the- I, I was show- i was showing my wife this video of the elsa animatronic that's coming to their frozen ever after ride did you watch this video yeah, I saw that. I mean, it's just annoying that they get the the really great stuff. I, and I know the reason behind it's because Disney doesn't have to pay for it, right? Like they don't pay for the stuff over there. They they're in a partnership. The the companies you know overseas will pay them to build this stuff, and they basically don't have a budget, and so they can do crazy stuff like have a realistic looking Elsa like this, and and meanwhile we get the one with the screen face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you watching this right now, Trevor. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> well, I, so I'm. I'm look. I'm going back at it. I feel like it's the same. It's the same animatronic. I, I think they just upgraded the face. They upgraded the face. Yeah, they put a different head on it. Right. They they put on like an actual moving face. I think you're right though. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the the movements of it look very fluid. I mean, not that the one at, at Epcot doesn't, but I mean, it looks it yeah. looks pretty fantastic. If my daughter saw this Elsa in real life, she would think it was really Elsa. Like for real, like she would think it was actually Elsa for sure. Well, now you know you're planning a trip to Shanghai. Well, I, actually, it's Hong Kong. <laughs> but oh, sorry, yeah, Hong Kong, my yeah. bad. Well, we're used to Shanghai getting all the good stuff, right? So yeah, yeah. But- I, I I I I forget that Hong Kong and Shanghai are different parks because I just oh, yeah. It, whenever it's you know so, they get something, it's like oh, just you know that park overseas is taking stuff away from me. <laughs> well, I, yes, there's doing stuff that I wish I could have. Right. But I mean, yeah. even like this whole frozen land looks pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, it, it, it looks pretty incredible what they're building here. Um, you know, they got the whole mountain and everything. They got all, all of Arendelle built here. I mean, the, the whole drone uh, video that they have in here, it just, it, it looks, looks very cool. But you know, again, it's, it's all the foreign parks get all the good, the good stuff. Right. So I don't know. Maybe they'll upgrade yeah, they, one day. You would think it wouldn't be that hard to upgrade an animatronic, right? You think it'd be fairly plug and play, right? Like they just come in, they pop in the new one. No. <laughs> yeah, they they run on USB C. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. You just plug one uh, cable in, you're good. It's like your phone, right? You just unplug yeah. them and you know, plug a new one in and you're good. But really, That's... though, how complicated could it be? It can't be that <laughs> I mean, like... Oh, boy. I mean, I, I you know. Anyway. But I, I just wanted to talk about that. So what we're talking about is the, the Hong Kong Disneyland is uh, opening a whole frozen land. Like a whole frozen themed land. They're going to have a family roller coaster there. And then they're also going to have a Frozen Ever After ride, which I don't know if it's going to be the same, but really the only look we've gotten is this Elsa animatronic that actually like has a moving face um, and doesn't have a screen. So, yeah, it, it looks like the same kind of positioning as um, Elsa on the balcony in Frozen yes. Ever After. So, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows that they might not replicate the exact same ride. I mean, like given like a blank slate, I guess they, they could, you know, make the ride path different if they wanted to. And, you know. Because they, you know, they really just did a retheme of the of Maelstrom, yeah. and they worked with what they had. So, <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I don't know how sold they are. You know, just rebuild Maelstrom, just right. Just, like we got the plans for Maelstrom. Just do it again. Just <laughs> yeah. God, Derek, what were you going to say? As long as it has all those catchy songs from Frozen Two, Tom. It's uh, listen. They don't have mm-hmm. any of the Frozen Two songs in the in the Frozen Ride. It's all Frozen One. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's wrap up uh this has been a long episode we didn't even answer any like regular questions except for the one um but uh derek how can uh people reach you if they want to reach out to you yeah if anybody has any questions whatsoever you can always shoot me an email is always best so you can just fire me off an email at derek d-e-r-e-k at dvc resale com, and of course let me know that you heard us on uh, Welcome Home Podcast, which I told Tom and I sent him a picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, that's right. uh, it's very exciting now. So when anybody out there makes an offer on a DVC resale market contract, well, one of the last questions that we're going to ask you is, where did you hear about us? And now the Welcome Home Podcast is one of the drop-down options that you can click. So as opposed to the old way of having to type it in, it's right there on the Dropbox. So we're always love to be able to hear from you guys. So again, any questions you have, not you don't reach out when you're, you know, necessarily only ready to buy. If you just have questions about the club, how it works, buying, selling, reach out to me, Derek at DVCresellmarket.com, and I'm happy to help. Trevor, we finally made the drop down. That's I feel so like awesome. I feel like we finally made it. <laughs> you know? We, we it only it. took how many years? Yeah, <laughs> we finally made it. We finally got to the drop down. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing. I love it. Thank you so Stop. much for doing that, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Derek, you did it. You did it yourself, right? You you went in there and you you actually added us to the drop down. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. All right, uh, Trevor, you want to go ahead and wrap us up. Okay. So yeah, as usual, if you guys ever want to reach out to us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing your questions, trip reports, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, on Facebook, uh, find us as Welcome Home Podcast. You can also find our group, the Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, great place to uh, get involved with the conversation, see some of the memes as we talked about earlier, You know, ask questions for the show. Um, so if you're not in the group yet, uh, you know, come join the group because it's uh, one of the best groups on Facebook. I'm just saying, I mean, you can try and disagree with me, but um, it's it's the truth. Um, and on YouTube, you can find us as Welcome Home Podcast and Instagram as Welcome Home Picks. Uh, great places to follow us whenever we do live streams or 
uh, go to the parks. You can, you know, see photos and stuff as we're, uh, as we're touring around. And if you want to help support the show, go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out some of our merchandise. We got, uh, um, we got shirts and mugs and all kinds of fun stuff there that, uh, you know, just helps, uh, helps us keep running the show. And in the same vein, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and see uh, some of the different uh, levels of Patreon support we have, which have exclusive merchandise that you cannot get in the store. And uh, if you support us through Patreon, it will also get you access to the discord server, which is yet another place that we like talking to our listeners. Um, it's a, um, you know, another fun place that uh, we we see all kinds of interesting things that um, who was that Brian, I think posted in there as we were doing the show about uh, listening to Wang Chung, you know, from, from our episode <laughs> <laughs> the other week there, Tom. So yeah, everybody yeah, had fun um, tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, make I sure dance all you, days though. That's just me, but <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you guys, you know, if, if you're not, it, um, you know, if you're not in the Discord, go have a look at Patreon because uh, I think the Discord is as much fun as the Facebook group. So uh, come hang out with us. Last but not least, if uh, you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, please le- leave us a five star review because it does help more people find the podcast. And uh, um, you know, we we do like reading the reviews on here as well because we do get some interesting ones. <laughs> yeah, let's. And, and you know, speaking of that, I don't have any. So <laughs> there's. I don't I don't have any new ones right now. Um but you know, we we did have a lot of great ones recently, so I feel like I should have saved I did two last week. I should have saved one. I was hoping we were going to keep getting more, but yeah. Unfortunately not. So. Well, All right, well people leave more reviews. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh don't forget to subscribe to the uh, Welcome to Universal podcast so you can be reminded every time you re- Oh wait, did I say what Universal? Oh, come oh on. gosh. <laughs> oh no. Oh dude, come on. <laughs> too <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode you can find our podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music TuneIn, stitcher spotify just about any podcast app out there you can find us just a reminder to our listeners uh welcome home podcast for entertainment only we are not employed by the walt disney company and as such all opinions we express on the show are our own so please consult a dvc cast member or regular disney cast member or derek for more information about anything we talked about today especially dvc resale uh, so huge thank you to Derek for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Well, we always fun when Derek is here. Uh, so thank you, Derek. Oh my God. I love it. It's my pleasure, but we, we didn't even have, have a chance. And by the time the show comes out tomorrow, so who's going to win that little sporting event later today? Oh, it's uh, the Super Bowl. Well, I know Your Trevor Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I know Trevor doesn't care. Uh, well, this will be funny because we come out on Monday morning, right? So everybody I- will know the answer. Um, well, I will say this. My wife is an Eagles fan. Uh, I am not an Eagles fan. Uh, my, my parents are also Eagles fans. So, uh, but as a Giants fan, I refuse to root for the Eagles. So I, I must root for the Chiefs. Um, I do think it will be a very close game and a good game, hopefully. So, but I, I, I do hope that I, it's hard because I don't want to root against my wife, but you know, it is what it is. That's what she got when she married me. So. Correct. The Eagles. <laughs> The Eagles will win. Oh, so. are you an Eagles fan, Derek? Or are you just... No. No? <clears throat> no, not at all. No? Okay. <laughs> not in the least. Not in the least. Okay. But they will win. All right. That's it. I can't wait for this to come out tomorrow and see if you're right or not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If Derek is wrong, free hats for all of our listeners. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles win 10% off all DVC points. Oh, yeah. man. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. 
delete that part, Tom. Delete. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take that out. I'll take that out. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, thank Derek, you, for guys. coming. We really appreciate it. We always love when you come. So thank you for. Uh, you guys are the best. Seriously. Your audience is the absolute best. I've been blessed just to make so many friends over so many years of being able to do this show. So you guys are just the absolute best. So thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So, and, and, you know, thank you not only to Derek, but to DVC uh, Rental Store for sponsoring this episode and then Worlds of DVC, of course, for sponsoring the podcast as a whole and, and doing so for, for many years now. So uh, please check out the variety of different service that, uh, services that World of D- DVC has. I always want to say World of Disney, but uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. Skipper Albert Awol, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle.